17 minutes it is before 9 p.m. Yeah, man, I see here on social media. Okay, before I get into that, yes, we've shared uh, the link there to Stanley's article. Go check that out on my timeline there on at AYTAWE. Uh, yeah, fascinating piece of work though on the feasibility of coal-producing regions and the role that they can play in a just energy transition. That's the kind of knowledge we want, uh, especially from somebody who feel like institution of finance CSIR. And then the Lunda to, uh, uh, you know, see our national system of innovation being able to really come out with cutting-edge research like that. And I think it's a challenge to us in the media to go out and uh, create intentional relationships with uh, colleagues at the CSIR, at the SABS Design Institute, uh, at Mintech, and many of the other institutions in our national system of innovation, so that they can come here, talk about their patents, talk about their research, uh, and more importantly, give it more legs, so that Tinasangabandusangabashali can know uh, what our our institutions, uh, which are financed by our resources, which effectively are overseen by the democratic state, are effectively resolving problems uh, that uh, we are facing now. It's not that this just transition is something that's going to happen tomorrow. No, we need it today, um, uh, not only for the ecologic uh, and ecological and uh, uh, you know other issues related to climate variability. Uh, but also the potential new economic interests and value that can potentially be created there. So go check that out. Uh, it's out there on Twitter. Uh, and uh, yeah, article uh, there uh, in PDF format uh, of uh, uh, Stanley, uh, who we just spoke to, and uh, his colleagues, Namdi Nulu and Jabulo Kambule and Henrika Tashinga. Now, let's uh, maybe shift slightly to uh, some interesting things that have been happening. Now, I just saw a statement uh, or a report from the IOL and uh, Simpiweb Tellez has now shared it uh, with Lukwan Amguni and myself. And uh, So this is a letter purported to come from the uh, Secretary General's office in the ANC from, uh, you know, Ace uh, Mahashule uh, that is effectively using the powers vested in him as Secretary General of the ANC and furthermore in full compliance with the relevant conference resolutions, summarily suspend the president of the ANC, Comrade Cyril Ramaphosa. We don't know. I mean, we don't know how true this is. We haven't verified it. So I'm saying, that's why I'm saying it's alleged because it's doing the rounds on social media. We're not saying on this platform that this is real and uh, we'll certainly have to verify it ourselves. But it certainly does make uh, for a very interesting, yeah, uh, to my conversation with my next guest, Ongamam Timka. Uh, is my guest and uh, we're going to be talking about the latest developments one of which is uh, he's a political analyst at the Nelson Mandela University and he joins me now on the line Chambas and the other and the other and the other good evening good evening now Ongama I mean I've, I think Today we're going to be having a discussion, which I think I would like, and uh, and I know you uh, will help us in grounding in the constitution of the ANC, so that we're able to understand a lot of what is happening outside the pageantry, outside of the Sophie, your uh, what is it, Sophie type uh, conversations, uh, but effectively try and understand these as processes um, and and what has been communicated here. Now the National Working Committee put out a statement yesterday. Um, quoting from relevant sections of uh, the constitution of the ANC and the resolutions of the 54th National Conference and saying now we're going to implement the step aside. 
That was followed by a letter from the DSG. Um, and yeah, I mean, just maybe explain to us uh, the import and the significance of what has happened in the last uh, 24 hours. And more importantly, I guess, what has happened now with this IOL report that's come through uh, on the Internet. Sure, I think uh, it's a yeah, it's a difficult one, Jamaza, uh, uh, because you know I guess on the one hand, many people might say you know this is a clinical implementation of a resolution that was determined by branches of the African National Congress, but seldom are things value neutral in a politically charged environment like that that obtains in the African National Congress, Jamaza, uh, and, and I'm quite interested in in what you make of I guess the entire optics of. Uh, you know, the DSG of the ANC writing a letter ostensibly on the letterhead of the Secretary General, directed to the Secretary General, asking him to effectively step aside. Because I think it does frame some of the issues around the response that we've seen. And I don't know, you know, whether or not we deal with it as something that is alleged at this point, but it does, I guess, you know, speak to uh, the kind of environment that obtains, uh, you know, a Chief Albert Lutuli House. Sure. First of all, the politics of it, that you have uh, the MEC getting to a stage where, first of all, it issued that instruction and the subsequent um, uh, processes that followed it signifies something that has happened at least in the past eight months in the ANC. Uh, especially in the higher echelons of power within the party, that alliances have shifted decidedly mm. in favor of, if not the president, uh, at least the principles of the application of con- some degree of constitutionalism within the ANC. And if not only, if, if not that, the ability to win over motions by those who not only have political imperatives, which are clear, we know, uh, but but when their cause is linked to some uh, rules of the party. And that's important to Namachaya because uh, what it does is the appeal to rules-based engagement in the party Mm. has been an attempt uh, by various conferences to try and respond to pub- the public gaze and also wah, 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 how the ANC is perceived by the, by, 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 by the wider society. And that's a departure from an inwardly focused uh, ANC, mm. which has claimed its autonomy every time external stakeholders sure, have attempted sure. to say, uh, you need to take action because this and that and that other politician uh, have acted in a way contrary to what you've promised your voters mm. in the manifesto. And that's important, Machai, because, you see, there's a lot more people who vote for the ANC than, than there are members. members of yeah, the ANC. Yeah, than our members. The other thing, Jamba, I'm quite interested in, is if we read, I guess, the letter of that particular resolution and the guidelines that have emerged from it now from the National Executive Committee, One can clearly see implied in it that it places a lot of um, obligations on law enforcement, right? So so you step aside if you are charged. Yes. Right? Um, And we must remember, I mean, we come from a history where state institutions have been mobilized in very particular and specific ways to achieve certain outcomes in the palace politics of the African National Congress. Sure. 
Now, many people, and I think you know, uh, it would not be unreasonable uh, to uh, you know further such an argument. Say. Uh, we can't see this particular development outside of that. We can't see how this resolution has been framed and the sure. Im- importance placed on being charged by law enforcement and the prosecuting authorities, which are under the purview of the state, as a critical part, I guess, of the resolution of some uh, intra-party political tensions. What's your view on that? Sure. I think we must state how is how how the limitation of how who this applies to uh, uh, to being formally charged is actually a cop out of what the spirit and letter of the ANC constitution and the resolutions suggest. There, in you find an appeal to moral integrity and ethical integrity. And in fact, if you read that section uh, 25 of the ANC Constitution, uh, Rule 25, and and the subsections there, you will find that it describes acts of misconduct way beyond uh, being formally charged. And in fact, being formally charged is but, I think, one or two lines in that Constitution, which otherwise deals with a lot more issues, including bringing the party into disrepute uh, through ethical and integrity issues. So Ace Mahashode was right in, in, in flagging that, even though he was wrong in how he's in, he was interpreting the NEC regulations. So, so that's the first one. Obviously, as a political organization, every process is subject to the political dynamics that underlie. Mm. So... The, 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 the fact that it was agreed that only those who are charged reflects something a lot more about the status of the ANC or the state of the ANC from a morality perspective, uh, Machai, that they knew that if they said everybody was brought the party into disrepute, one, there are a lot more people that would be implicated. Two, um, they, 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 they would be some realm of the ambiguous also, which would render the decision unimplementable. Uh, on the question of the use of state-owned and uh, mm. uh, 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 the state lag in ANC politics, we've seen it, unfortunately, for a very long time. But what I, what I, what, where I derive comfort is in the fact that in those instances, detracting voices from within those agencies who felt strongly about what should be done in a specific case were were, were heard. Um, if not heard at the time, uh, we saw the spy tapes, for example. Mm. So my reliance is always on the fact that uh, no lie, uh, you know, I was saying that they are in bed. Yeah, you know, that ultimately these things come up and they, they they get to be as embarrassing to those that fiddle with law enforcement mm. as they are to those that get to be charged. You I mean, we know that, yeah. for example, in the case of President Zuma, that's part of the reason why mm. his case uh, delayed was a, a result of the fact that there was some uh, uh, alleged political interference mm. there, which mm. was caught. Uh, uh, I know that Bulalani Nguka went on to explain, to contextualize that sure, thing. Sure, but sure. but uh, uh, especially around the fact that uh, he had to guard against being perceived to be uh, interfering in ANC politics, given his wife mm. was running in, in that conference. Sure, but sure. that notwithstanding, 
the fact that there the, the were allegations of meddling. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, Jacques Poe's uh, book as well, that, yeah, they, that exposed yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Chambas, I mean, I guess the last question on my end, because Diabon was on Gamera Leclerc, and I guess it has to do with what I see as the opportunity cost of the smoke, mirrors, daggers, and all of these, you know, ghost hunts, really, yes. if I can put it that way. Um, and in many ways, I mean, I see it on two levels. One, it's a distraction from the necessary, one would think, organizational work that needs to happen in the ANC. Critical milestones coming up, elections, National General Council, uh, you know, 55th National Conference coming up next year. But then if we even move away from the ANC, um, at a national level, that ideally we should be focusing on. And that's why I'm saying the opportunity cost, you know, of this undedicated scrutiny and attention on internal warring inside of the ANC uh, is something that is going to have extensive implications for us going forward. What is your view on that? And I guess effectively, what is all of this distracting us from? Sure. Unfortunately, Machaya, so this is a long-term trend as far as I see things. I see the party sort of consolidating in the period leading up to 2029. In fact, the broader political system in South Africa. Mm. Unfortunately, factions have developed so much, and I think that uh, Ozaman used uh, the the analogy of intubation. That these, these have intubated in the party to the extent that they have become bigger. Mm. So whatever political imperative, whether it be the historical project of the NDR, uh, will not be, uh, you know, achieved when you have these two political parties in one. And in fact, my argument is that it's not even ideal to have the ANC win elections Mm. when, in fact, it's going to go Mm. around and, and compromise the very... A state which ought to be turned sure. to deliver on Ish. the social economic objectives of the country. So they must be allowed to do the fighting now because my view is that whichever side is able to win will have some platform to build mm. afresh, not have this debilitating stalemate in perpetuity. Well, we have to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to leave it there, my brother. That's me. That there is Ongabam Timka. Uh, he is a uh, political analyst and a lecturer at the Nelson Mandela University. And hey, hi, and those of our ways are one journey. But may the discussions long continue. The man with the music is here, is with you from nine to midnight. Big thank you, George Nokuma, for putting together this great product. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Ukiwa kumbona kutubela na ngoko si aibanga le economy.